Nicodemus came to visit Jesus. And you know what surprised me most about that evening? It wasn't that Nicodemus wanted to meet Jesus. After all, a lot of people had heard about him. A lot of people were wondering who he was and if he'd really come from God. And it wasn't that he came at night. If I was a Pharisee, I wouldn't have wanted to make public a a visit with Jesus either. No, you know what really surprised me that night wasn't Nicodemus, it was Jesus and the kinds of things that he was saying to Nicodemus. You know, here he comes and he says to Jesus, I've heard about you and you must be from God based on the things that you are doing. But before Nicodemus even gets a chance to ask Jesus a question or before Jesus even says to Nicodemus, how can I help you or why you are here, he starts in and he has this deep conversation and he goes on and on about all these things to Nicodemus and it just makes Nicodemus go, wait, what? What are you talking about? What is this about? How was it that Jesus knew to have that kind of conversation with Nicodemus? Or better yet, maybe the question is, why did Jesus have this kind of conversation? It seems to me that perhaps Jesus knew why Nicodemus was coming, and he knew he was going to ask him a question that would be like, if that's who you are, then what do I need to do in order to be your disciple? But instead of giving Nicodemus a chance to even ask anything, it's almost like Jesus preempted him. And instead of letting him ask, what do I need to do? Jesus right away says, there's nothing you can do. There's nothing you need to do. In fact, there's nothing you can do in order to be a disciple. It's almost like Jesus was saying, what you need to do is something that you yourself can't do, but that God can do, right? To be born anew, to be born isn't something any of us get to choose to do. It happens to us. And he said, what happens is, what you, what's going to happen or what needs to happen is that you have to be born anew from above. I think and I'm beginning to realize that what Jesus was saying to Nicodemus, and, and you know the way Jesus talks. Every time he talks to one person, he's really talking to all of us who, who can hear him. And it seems like what he was saying is there's nothing that you can do. You can't make the decision to be a disciple. You can't decide what it is you're going to do. God decides. It's decided for you. God's calling you and God claims you. And we're born of God. And and we're, we then belong to God. It means that, that I'm God's child and that you're God's child and so is Nicodemus. And you know, that's just a totally different way of understanding what it means to follow God. That God's leading and, and pulling us along versus us perhaps being intentional about, about making that decision for ourselves. At least that's the way I began to think about it. And I wonder if Nicodemus thinks about it that way as well been thinking a lot about what Jesus had to say that night after the fact. And I would bet the same is true for Nicodemus as well. It's like he gave us all this information and said all these things that didn't make sense at the time. But then the more you think about it, the more you begin to wonder and the more you begin to decide perhaps this is what he was talking about. You know, there was something else he said that night, too, that really it still doesn't make a lot of sense to me, but I know, I know it's important 
Just like, I just knew that that whole conversation was important, even if I didn't understand it all. Even if Nicodemus wasn't understanding it all, it was still an important conversation. And see, do you remember that part that you heard about where Jesus had said that God is so attached to this world? God loves this world so much. God's willing to do anything to save this world, including give up God's self. I don't know exactly what that means. God says God will give God's self in order to save the world. I don't know what that means, but what I did hear is that God means everything and everyone. God, he said that God loves the world so much, he wants to save everyone, that they, he doesn't want there to be any judgment at all. I know it's true for me, and I, I know it's true for Nicodemus as well, but that's not the way I'm used to thinking about the world. I'm used to hearing about it as terms of who's in and who's out, right? Who's right and who's wrong? I think about the world and in a world where what's important is that you're born into the right social status, and then you do whatever's necessary in order to stay in that status. Or... If you're not lucky enough to be born in the right status, then you do whatever you can in order, in order to get into the right way and in order to be the right kind of person. But I don't think that that's what Jesus was talking about. Instead, it seemed like what was important for Jesus is that you believed. And it also felt like or seemed like maybe believing isn't like a once and done thing. You either do or you don't. It almost felt like believing is something that you have to keep working on. I've been thinking about like you take a, a rope, you know, and it gets all full of knots and you just have to spend some time with it trying to untangle all those knots. It kind of feels like that was the conversation. I need a little bit of time to think about it and then a little bit more time. And eventually it starts to make sense, but it really seems to be all about believing. And you know what surprised me the very, very most about that whole conversation that night? It was the fact that it even happened to begin with. Jesus didn't need to have that conversation with Nicodemus, but he did. And it almost seemed like that's what was most important to Jesus, not whether or not Nicodemus understood everything that he was saying, but it was the conversation itself that was important. Being able to go deep and to talk about heavenly things and to talk about the spirit. It was like he wanted to know Nicodemus and he wanted Nicodemus to know him. And he knew that wasn't going to happen simply by the signs that he had done or, or by hearsay about Nicodemus hearing things about him. He knew that Nicodemus needed to spend time with him and to talk with him and to listen with him. And you know, I've been thinking about that and that seems like that's the way it is for Jesus every time people come and visit with him or every time he goes someplace else. What's most important for Jesus always seems like it's the conversation. Whether he's telling us a story or telling people about things that he knows about them and he's, they're surprised to find that out or, or he's teaching us, it's always the conversation. Even when it's a hard conversation, even when we don't completely understand, what seems to be important is the conversation itself, the interactions that we have. And, and I know what happens to me, and I've watched it happen to other people. What often happens in those conversations is it leads to believing. And believing 
over and over and it changes. And again, sometimes I'm thinking about that rope again with the knots. Sometimes you get the knots out and it makes sense and sometimes you just can't get those knots out. But it's still all okay. It seems like with Jesus, no matter what the conversation, whether you completely understand it or don't, whether it's bring confusion to you or clarity, it's still okay. Because somehow you know that he cares about you. And that what he's telling you is important. And that it's all about learning to believe, to trust and to believe. And believing, oh God, believing, believing leads to a lot of things, doesn't it? But it seems like most of all, believing leads to abundant life. What do you think? <laughs>